when I'm drawing a Pharisee, I am a Pharisee. When I'm drawing Jesus, I am Jesus. When I'm drawing Peter, I am Peter. So we are missionaries wherever we are. I was just obedient to the gift. We are missionaries wherever we are. Sergio Cariello is a world-famous comic book artist, and he's a missionary. He has drawn the famous faces of Batman, Spider-Man, and the Lone Ranger. And he's also brought the story of Jesus to life in a whole new way, a way that's reaching around the world, including reaching into hostile and restricted nations where the voice of the martyrs works. We'll meet Sergio and hear how God can use a cartoon artist and how he can use you this week on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Uh, the name Sergio Cariello is a, a name that's well known in the comic book world, uh, but it's also a name that is impacting uh, persecuted Christians around the world. And we're going to talk about that today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Sergio Cariello is a comic book artist who has drawn some of the most famous faces in the world. Batman, Spider-Man, the Lone Ranger, Captain America. So why are we having the Batman guy come on VOM Radio? Well, here's another project that Sergio did, a project called the Action Bible. It's published by David C. Cook Publishers, and David C. Cook is partnering with the Voice of the Martyrs to translate and distribute the Action Bible into hostile and restricted nations all over the world. Sergio, welcome to VOM Radio. Todd, thank you for the privilege of being here. Now, you knew you wanted to draw comic books when you were five years old. Most five-year-olds don't really know what they want to do with their life. How did uh, you know at such a young age, and how did God confirm that in your life as you grew up? Well, the thing was that I grew up in Brazil, and we had uh, comics like uh, kids in America uh, probably did at my age, um, we also had the American comics there, translated to our uh, Portuguese language. All the Batman, Spider-Man, um, Captain America, the Avengers. And also the TV shows, uh, the cartoons, um, with all the drawings, the animation, Disney movies, all that. So I grew up, my brother and I loved drawing at the early age as soon as we could hold the pencil to our hands we were drawing um every day you know i really enjoyed um drawing everything and my mother uh told me that what impressed her one one drawing i did was at a very young age age i drew the, this guy mounted on a horse and she could see that i drew the other leg coming around and you could see the leg coming on the other end of the horse. So I had a um, perception of three-dimensionality. So it just, as I grew older from 
three to five, uh, I knew in my heart back then, and I remember telling my parents that when I grow up, I want to be a cartoonist. So I knew way back then that I, that I wanted to do what I do, and it, I never changed my mind. That's amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> most of us, so when our kids are three or five and they say, I want to be a fireman, I want to do this, we say, okay, that's nice. Right. Uh, but you're doing it. You're right. living it. Yes. And I never changed my mind. My father wanted me to do something different. Uh, he wanted me to be an Air Force uh, pilot or be a banker or a businessman. And I told them, uh, I don't want to do that. I want to be a cartoonist. I want to draw comic books. Many of us think that comic books are for children. They're for kids. But that's not really true anymore, is it? They're, no. they're They're everyone. Right. Yes. Do you hear from people of all different ages who have seen your work, read your work, and... I mean, what's the youngest and what's the oldest of, of your fans? From every age, you know, from uh, 5 to uh, 70 or, or older. When I go to comic book conventions, I realize how many people enjoy comics. And I've um, encountered, you know, uh, fans who come and say, you know, I love the way you drew the Lone Ranger because that's the, the Lone Ranger that I grew up with um, uh, the black and white Lone Ranger from the TV series, and you guys portrayed uh, the Lone Ranger the way I like it. And I bought every issue, whatever, whatever. And uh, my father was a Lone Ranger fan, and <laughs> and, and 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 these are grown ups talking to me. And then I, I some other guys who enjoyed um, Batman that I've done, uh, even you know the people responsible to do the. Action Bible in China was somebody who recognized my Batman work, which then thought it would be great to have the Action Bible, the same artist who drew Batman, be introducing good stories for children in China um, about the good news of our Savior. So we have everyone really enjoying not only uh, movies, but um, from my experience, I see that it doesn't really um, stays in just one particular age. Let's talk about the Action Bible, because that's obviously the project that Voice of the Martyrs is is partnering with David C. Cook on. Uh, we're talking today on VOM Radio with Sergio Cariello, uh, who is the artist behind the Action Bible. How did you come to be a part of that project? It was back when I was teaching at the Cuba school, the school that I uh, went to um, get better as an artist and which helped me to break into the business as a comic book artist. Back as a freelancer in uh, 1996, I I was invited to teach uh, twice a week at the same school that I attended uh, while keeping my regular assignments as a freelancer for the comic book. Uh, business, a friend of mine, uh, Alex Stevens, who did some of his own publications, a book he called Glory to God. I drew a, a drawing of Jesus carrying our cross. And that drawing was seen by David C. Cook when they were looking for somebody to revamp the old 1970s picture Bible. Mm-hmm. So when they saw my drawing, they contacted me and asked me if I wanted to draw the action, the, the, the picture Bible. But then after I got involved into it, uh, they decided instead of calling the picture Bible 2, 
they let's keep the picture bible published untouched because it continues to sell currently and call this one the action bible to go more in what we wanted to uh, convey which is a more contemporary action-packed sort of like the comic books of today having more uh, action and more dynamic uh, illustrations You're listening to Todd Nettleton on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. So then you you drew up something and sent it to them, and and they said, "Let's go." Exactly. They 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 tried me out, and and I uh, they were excited with what I've uh, produced, and that's how we um, got it going. As you're working on the Action Bible, how did it affect? your understanding of Jesus or your experience of walking with Jesus? Because you really put a lot of work into capturing this man, Jesus of Nazareth, on the pages. How did that affect your heart and your mind? Well, just one more step into uh, your personal devotion and walk with the Lord, because uh, I've dealt with Jesus from very young age, uh, even if not drawing him but talking to him and reading about him and reading books, the people who experienced him. Uh, I served the Brazilian army in, in when I was 18 back in uh, early 80s, and I remember how great books touched my heart in such a way, and reading the Bible again and again and again, uh, going to Bible school for a year in Brazil and then, and then a couple of years in America, and even um, learning more to... to to preach the word uh, to congregations in my involvement with church and worship leader and composing songs and, 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 and writing music and adding those to my worship team. Drawing Jesus on top of it, it just adds a, a more color to it and more depth into that relationship. And especially, I really enjoy drawing, putting music in the background. And um, I sometimes have classical music and sometimes I have Passion of the Christ Mel Gibson's movie, or even other Christian uh, music, or that sound like Christian, but there are some songs that that hit a chord, and sometimes, almost as by God's chance, they hit the chord at the right moment that I'm drawing Jesus touching somebody on a drawing on a page, and that music in the background with my drawing, with the scripture being utilized. And the moment, because as a, as, as a cartoonist, the best way to portray and to do storytelling in comic book format is for us artists to become the subjects. The subjects. When I'm drawing a Pharisee, I am a Pharisee. When I'm drawing Jesus, I am Jesus. When I'm drawing Peter, I am Peter. So I'm filling everyone's shoes and f- feeling their feeling and their emotions in, in, inside of me. So when you tap into something that is not a fiction story, but it's based on reality, something that actually happened between Jesus and that particular sick uh, or sinner or what have you, I've encountered a deeper uh, moment of um, uh, awareness of his presence, even as I'm drawing, and at times, often, I had to stop drawing and talk to, to, to God and talk to Jesus and, and, and even cry while I'm drawing. And, and I stopped and said, Lord, 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 fill me now. Fill me now. 
Lord, thank you. Uh, touch my heart. I need that. I need that healing. You're touching this guy. I'm drawing him being healed. Heal me. So that whole process is so dynamic and so powerful that is a whole anointing that goes around and it does the full circle, which brings um, to when I talk to people at conventions and through, through email and Facebook, when they share what God did to their lives because of something that I drew, I can remember, yes, because I've, I've been there too. Just like him, I was touched too. Before he was touched, I was touched. And I allowed that channel to be free and to have that clear flow of power that that is beyond the regular comic book work. It seems like just your drawing is an act of worship. Exactly. Uh, that you're bringing your gift and saying, Lord, here I am, take it. One of the things you said is, is you said, you know, my Jesus is not a wimp. Right. Tell us about that and, and the way you drew him to convey the strength of Christ as a, as a person and as a man. Yeah, not only God, um, Jesus, is strong and powerful, all-powerful, all-knowing, having everything and all things under his feet. We know that positionally, and we know that um, historically. But um, because I enjoy uh, muscle structure, and I enjoyed drawing Superman and Batman, and I like how biceps and deltoids and, and pectoral, you know, and all the muscles work. It's beautiful. It's great. Uh, Jesus thought of that. Yeah. Nothing was created apart from him. He designed and thought of that. I mean, no better uh, ambassador of muscle than <laughs> the one who made muscle and uh -huh. became muscle uh, to talk to, to uh, Wimp and Strong. Uh, big and small, uh, he was a carpenter. Have you ever seen any carpenter's hands? Uh, they are not weak. They have a, a, a strong grip. Have you ever uh, seen the legs of people that walk miles and miles on foot? They don't have a, you know skinny legs. They have muscled legs, strengthened by the uh, activity they are involved in it. Jesus was, was a carpenter. He was working with his hands constantly. He was. Um, he didn't have uh, a subway system or a horse to go around. You know, he has his feet to walk, and he uh, helped uh, the disciples fishing. Uh, talk to fishermen and see how rugged they are and how strong they are by carrying stuff. I mean, so he was not a wimp. And I emphasize that based on sometimes as I look for references on everything that I draw. When I looked at some of illustrations from the past, usually you see that angelical Jesus, almost feminine in the way that he poses and stuff. And that's why I say, you know, my Jesus was not, was, was not a wimp because he didn't look, but he looked a manly man uh, that could uh, kick your butt <laughs> physically <laughs> and not only spiritually with his words, but... Uh, you 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 couldn't arm wrestle him and you know and, and, and bully him and win. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The proof of that was the the in, the native Indians uh, saying that when they saw the uh, story of Jesus in, in Brazil, the jungles of Brazil, how much they loved the story of Jesus uh, portrayed. They said, you know, oh, like Jesus because he's like us, uh, strong. He's strong. Uh, he's strong. Yeah.
You're listening to Todd Nettleton on the Voice of the Martyrs radio network. You can listen to every episode of VOM Radio at www.vomradio.net. In addition to to Jesus and how you delved into his character as you were drawing him, I, I'd wonder, are there any other stories in the Bible that came alive to you in a new way as you were working on the different panels and drawing the scenes? Yeah, Samson hits the chord uh, strongly with me because as a man, um, as a natural selfish man, uh, a natural sinner man, <laughs> if if Paul could call himself the worst of sinners, why why, why can't I? <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, when I see Samson and people, oh, he was a he was a sinner. He was, he didn't believe. He, he, he was like, well, I'm the same way too. And sometimes, like Samson, uh, we don't want to be pure. We want to uh, be dirty, uh, and we want to fulfill the desires of our flesh. And I we see ourselves being attracted, like Samson, uh, of what the the alternative uh, offers us, and we end up um, blinded and having to um, deny self and 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 die. So uh, our actions can cause um, salvation of, of many and the destruction of darkness. So Samson is a, a good portrayal of Interesting. that. Interesting. What has happened since the Action Bible came out? You mentioned uh, Indians in South America that are seeing Jesus. What are some other stories from around the world that you've heard about how people are being impacted by this? I've read many emails from Reed Olson from Global Mission and as well as um, direct emails from parents and from uh, kids and grandparents and sometimes uh, um, personal contact as I go out um, in conventions. And I hear stories such as the Indian kid who hid the story of Jesus behind, uh, under his bed. And then when um, he finally decided to show to his Muslim father, the Muslim um, got saved by reading the the. The book, because when he looked at the picture of Jesus, he said, "I've been dreaming of this man. Wow! I have I, I've seen him in my dreams. Where did you get this?" And then, the um, he witnessed to his neighbors, and the, the neighbors got saved, and they had to, initi- to to start a church in this place in India of the Muslim. How does that make you feel when 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 you hear that God is sending humbled. people dreams about your book? Humbled, humbled, because. When people come and, and try to make my head big, I, I realize how much I don't have anything to do with that in particular. Right. I was just obedient to the gift and obedient to the call. Uh, but uh, David C. Cook on my legs. Uh, the missionaries are my arms. Uh, Reed Olson on my mouth. And all the workers, and like this radio, they produce the out there uh, commission. I've only been faithful to my little part, but somebody, um, a pilot, brought me here to Tulsa. Um, a driver drove me here to the Vice of Martyrs. You know, <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because uh, my next question really ties in with exactly that. What do you say to Christians who are working in in so-called secular jobs? Uh, you know, what is our role as ministers? even when we're not called to be a pastor or an evangelist or one of those, you know, so-called vocational or full-time ministry, what's our role as Christians in in whatever we're doing or whatever God has gifted us to do? Because we know the Bible is true and because we believe that when God tells us, you know, when you do what you do, do it, do it as you're doing it unto me, 
And if we are obedient to that, our bosses will recognize that there's something different about this guy, that he doesn't do just what I ask him to do, but he goes beyond. That will cause a um, domino effect of promoting you to better positions and even uh, questions, you know, interesting that you did this and did that, and you can, it's an open door for you to be light. So you don't you don't have to say much. I, I love when somebody uh, had that fridge uh, sticker that says, you know, um, witness all the time, and if if necessary, use words. Because actually, uh, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, or you should do it all for the glory of God. So if you bl- believe that God is your ultimate boss, um, you have to be thanking, Lord, thank you for this guy who is my boss, who you appointed to be my boss for this particular mission that I have. So we are missionaries wherever we are, we are. Um, so no matter where you are, and wouldn't you think that since we ought to be light to darkness, um, wouldn't darkness be all over the place? So if he sends everybody to one spot, wouldn't he miss the others? So that's why it's important that we are beacon of light wherever we are. Did you ever have people, and I know you attended Bible school and, and did some study, did you have people try to tell you, no, 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 Sergio, if you're going to serve God, you need to be a pastor. You need to set aside this comic book stuff, and, and you know, you need to be in a church. You need to be a missionary. You need to do something that is more directly serving God. Did, did people try to influence you that way? I remember vaguely somebody uh, coming to me on those terms, but um, mostly I've seen a, a lot more students of the Bible feeling guilty on those terms on their own and God uh, enlightening me to to warn them not to uh, quench that desire to be photographers, that desire to be uh, athletes, that desire to be teachers, that desire to be this and that, and, and letting them uh, realize that if you are here and you desire so much to serve God and you're feeling guilty for not wanting to be a missionary, don't you think that is exactly why you should be doing what you want to do. Maybe God put that in your heart because he knows your heart and he knows how much you love him and how much you want to be a missionary there. And I think your story shows you can be a missionary drawing comic books. You can be a missionary doing whatever you're doing. What do you say to young people who want to serve the Lord through some form of artistic expression, whether it's drawing or music or filmmaking or writing or some other artistic path, how do you encourage young people who may be listening today? I would encourage them to have your walk with the Lord every day and detach yourself from rules and regulations of, of, of churches. Remember how Jesus was very antagonistic towards that. <laughs> remember that. Right. <laughs> And remember that if God gave you the talent and gave you the gift and gave you opportunities to fulfill those gifts and exercise and and get better at it, sometimes you may be doing something that's controversial to the church, but it might be beneficial for you in in, in the long run after you learn those things. Remember, a doctor, and we all need them, they need to see um, people without clothing. A sculptor uh, needs to understand the, the, the human anatomy. Uh, so as an artist, uh, often I'm asked that question, no, uh, um, how come? Oh, I was a life-drawing teacher at the, at the Cuba sto- uh, school. There's a room for a lot of things in, in God's world 
um, where purity is present, and the church sometimes scares us away from being uh, ambassadors for him in those areas. Uh, but when you go to the mission field and you go to the tribes over there in the jungles of Brazil, you're not trying to cover up the Indians. You're trying to love them. Uh, you're not trying to fix anybody. And, and you go to France and talk to people about this, those beautiful Michelangelo statues. You don't cover the statues. You, you, you try to, 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 to admire what God has done and how God inspires creators like himself to create beauty. Is the church doing enough in the arts to have an influence in the world? I don't know. That's a good question. But as I study history in church, for example, remember the Old Testament, how the early church loved ornament and embellishment. Uh, if you read the Old Testament and you see how meticulous God was in telling the artists how to do everything. The and tabernacle the, the tabernacle and the temple and, and, and right. all those things. Yeah, but because of the reform in which we wanted to depart from idolatry, then we um, undressed all of it down and we made naked walls and got rid of all the beauty from churches and we forgot that part. So um, is the church doing enough? I've recently heard from my, my, from my pastor talking about somebody, somebody else's uh, um, uh, study, how much the church many times is always um, behind the, the perfection of God, showing uh, and trying to show perfection with so much imperfection. So we constantly <laughs> go too much <laughs> to one extreme and too much to the other extreme. Sergio Cariello, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for the Action Bible, your, your gift to God that he's in turn using all over the world. Uh, it's very exciting for Voice of the Martyrs to be able to distribute this. I saw last September, I was in northern Iraq, uh, saw little Iraqi children holding up their Action Bible. Uh, one of the, I have some videos somewhere of one of the kids reading the story of Jonathan wow. and David out of the Action Bible. Wow. Um, so just thank you for your ministry, and thank you for sharing with us today. It is my privilege to be alive and seeing this happen as I live and I praise God for everything that He's doing through me and through you. If you'd like to help VOM distribute the Action Bible as well as printed and audio Bibles, you can click on the donate link at the top of vomradio.net and then click on Bibles to Captive Nations. Last year, VOM delivered more than 1.2 million full Bibles and New Testaments, in addition to thousands of copies of the Action Bible and other Scripture portions into the most difficult nations on earth. We can't do that without the help of our donors, so I encourage you to consider making a gift to support VOM's Bibles to Captive Nations Fund. Another note to our listeners, if you're a fan of Sergio and of comic books and graphic novels, I want to point you to two stories available on VOM's online bookstore. Hope Amid Horror tells the amazing story of Metu and Adele in Indonesia, and Rescue the Captors tells the story of missionary pilot Russell Stendhal in Colombia. You can purchase both of these titles by clicking on the store link at vomradio.net. It's been great to have you with us on VOM Radio. Just a reminder that you can listen to our conversation with Sergio again, as well as all the other episodes, and you can access VOM Radio as a podcast at vomradio.net. You can also go online and send us a comment or a question that you'd like to have answered on the air. 
All that, as well as the donate and the store links, are at vomradio.net. As we close, I want to challenge you to think about what Sergio shared with us today. What are the unique gifts and talents God has given you? And how are you using them to be a blessing and to spread the good news to those around you? Tell God this week that you're willing to be used and ask him to open doors for you to serve with the gifts that he's given you. God bless you this week. Pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters, and we'll see you next week on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.